Hello, this is Maurice Harker. For almost 20 years, we've been building a team of hundreds of clinicians, coaches, mentors, and people just like you who have discovered and love to teach life-changing principles. Our coaches have made a special investment to make sure you can hear these messages. You will hear stories of triumphant healing from specialists and people having a real life just like you. We hope to increase your awareness that you are not alone and there are so many others who are enlisted in this work to train and heal the whole family. You will find these principles are an amazing synergy of the most accurate cutting-edge science with familiar gospel principles. We are passionate eternal warriors and we hope you will join us. Hey listeners, thanks so much for being here. I wanted to let you know that we are putting this episode out on our Mothers You Know and our Like Dragons Did They Fight podcast channels because we want to be sure to let you know about these great resources that are coming up quickly. On March 7th, there are two deadlines for Shay's resources that are so beautiful and healing. So coming up on March 7th, Shay starts her Grounding to Grow Yoga, and she offers that in person and online. So that's pretty neat, as well as she has her last, yeah, her registration closes on March 7th for her group coaching Wheel of Life group coaching, and she does that through under the Worth group program here at Life Changing Services. So she offers many other things as well, but just wanted to make sure that you're aware of those two things in case you are finding yourself in betrayal trauma and need a really grounded healing coach to work with. So thanks so much. I really appreciated getting to know Shay and I know you will too. Enjoy this episode. Oh, hello and welcome back. I'm so glad that you are here to hear this episode. I think you'll be so grateful to be here today listening and that you chose to to select this episode. I am going to be getting to know Shay Taylor today along with you because I I haven't really met her. I I couldn't have told you her name. I met I knew of her and met her like that's who that is over there at the Worth Retreat last year and noticed she was involved and influential and beautiful and tall. And, but I didn't notice or talk to her ever, but I just have been so touched and impressed at her willingness to, to be of service off of her own healing and just feel such a sweet spirit meeting her and amazed at the things that she's said yes to and it's obvious that you wouldn't say yes to that many wonderful things unless god told you to say yes to that many wonderful things (laughs) right and so she's so awesome and i'm excited to get to know her with you today and i think you'll be interested in taking advantage of some of the neat things that she is offering. So yes, Shay, the way that I heard about your, about you, Shay, and that I needed to have an interview with you today was because you're offering something in the Worth group 
at Life Changing Services, which is our group for women that serves women who are in betrayal trauma. And so I just was like, who's Shay? That sounds really neat. I think I need to interview her. So tell us a little bit about you, about your family and oh gosh, what you love and yeah, what's your favorite cereal? Yeah. Well, thanks Karen for inviting me here and I feel all the more supported and loved by you and the community you represent and who I feel a part of as well. I am a mother of three beautiful children, four counting one who I miscarried at 11 weeks, who's still very much a part of our lives. I love anything outdoors. I thrive and have my bucket is filled in time spent out in the sun, whether that be going on walks, hiking, mountain biking, skiing. I just love time outside. <clears throat> I love gardening. I used to homeschool my kids, not currently am, but I love engaging in them. I am a music teacher, having taught flute lessons for 12 years, and I'm now facilitating a Native American flute circle once a month locally here in Bountiful, Utah, where I view that as another avenue of healing and connecting into our bodies and our emotions and letting them go as we're ready. I am grateful to be alive and be where I'm at. I'm in a space where I feel passion for my life and focus. My mission is clear and I'm eternally grateful for that, for knowing those all those years of the wondering when or if I'd ever be here again in this space. So for any of you who are in those dark spaces of the unknown of Surrounded by fear, feeling stuck, feeling lost, feeling swallowed. There are shifts that will come line upon line, step by step, as you continue to turn your hearts to God every day and trust and hope in Him. He loves you and He is aware of you. So good. Well, Tell us a little bit about what brought you to life-changing services. My beloved angel friend named Mary, and I felt it's okay to share her name. <laughs> she came into my life fall, no, summer of 2018. She has an amazing mission of her own and started the immersion program in Utah. Anyways, wow. so then these years later, I reconnect with her in 2018 and though states apart, we Marco Poloed, mm. and she was the one who I started opening up to about the circumstances within my marriage at the time with my former spouse. Yeah. And she had been to one of Maurice Harker's first eternal warrior trainings in his home. <laughs> and she was like, Shay, he's amazing. You need to just Google him. I don't know where he lives or what his phone number is anymore. <laughs> who knows if he's at the same house and just Google it. Like he's bound to have awesome stuff out there. That's all she knew. And so after months of me hearing this, I finally worked with the courage to do that. And the beginning of 2019, 
I Googled it and that's where I found Worth and was led, found Life Changing Services, which led me to Worth. And I was accepted into a therapist led group. And I joined that. And for the first like month, I had screen off and I said nothing. And I would just maybe show up. <laughs> that was so hard for me and scary. But I was placed in this group with amazing woman, women who I still am in a Marco Polo group with. Mm-hmm. And I still feel great love and kinship towards, and they are my angels. And they gave me the confidence and courage to, through them sharing their stories, to start opening up and sharing mine, where I began not feeling as alone. And it's like, oh, I'm okay. Like my feelings are normal (laughs) given the circumstances. And then I was a part of those therapist led groups for the next two years. And that was a huge, huge blessing for me as I navigated those last couple years of my marriage and into separation and divorce. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and I love worth and all that it represents. And I love that it's focused on God and your connection to your true identity and your worth and your the worth that you have, no matter your state, your circumstance, just you today, how you're showing up in the world is enough. You are of worth. You are whole the way you are. Mm. That's so good. Because, yeah, we can feel and think we're just so broken, right? That it's not going to change or get better. It's been like this for way longer than I'd like it to be kind of feelings and thoughts, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And your, what you mentioned there about going to Worth Group and just being off screen and the power of connecting with women who are experiencing something similar and willing to be courageously vulnerable together what kind of awareness that gave you in that space of this isn't good my life was will never be good again change again you know all that stuff that we feel in those really hard places and so anyway can you just say because it's one of the huge things i love about mothers who know is the power of our connection and the women that will actually come to the meeting. And then, you know, there's like three levels. We can only listen to the recording, that's one. And two is you can come and just keep your camera off and just listen. And the third level is come and be on screen and be part of the power of the meeting as far as use your voice and and be that courageously vulnerable person that creates this healing wave that starts going throughout everyone you know and so what would you say you've noticed about going from that place because were you shy or were you just like all of that shame of the hard place or full of shame for sure it was just like terrified to be seen I was still in denial. I was full on protecting myself, my spouse at the time, my family, our identity, this ideal being like, wait, no, this is who we're supposed to be, not what we're supposed to be seen as. Yeah, that's good. And 
So yeah. How important do you think connection with other women is to finding your identity and believing it? Cause I, I totally agree that it's, it, it is your identity and you have so much worth it's infinite, but you know, coming to a place of, all right, I think I'm going to start trying this. I believe I'm a worth on. I feel really passionate about it as my friend, Mary, we've continued this Marco Polo conversation for years, logged hundreds of hours. And she's become this amazing role model to me of like, wow, like she and her own struggles that are unique, like look at how she thrives. And every day she calls herself on a mission to go about doing the Lord's work. And she's a very different phase of life than I am. But from the standpoint of these women support groups, whether it be worth or mothers who know, there's so much power in that live or in-person connection. Even if it's a Zoom live connection, like that connection is real. And I am confident and know that our hearts can be knit and connected in time currently in the present as we, I know that there is, there are laws in heaven that the more we're willing to give, the more we're willing to open, the more we have room to receive. And granted, I know God's love, like it's always there for us to receive. Yeah, yeah. But there's so much power in in that live, in-person connection, a feeling of sharing of that conversation of the soul. Last night in our Native American flute circle, we did this thing called um, flute talk, where all the drums, everyone had a drum, was drumming a rhythm. And we take turns. I take turns having a conversation one-on-one. I'd play, then she would play this back and forth conversation. And as we discussed it afterward, it was this like, wow, like our hearts were connecting. Our energy fields were connecting as we shared through the avenue of music. And in these groups, it's conversation. And so there's a real power in that. There's this organization called Heart Math, and they've done a lot of science of the heart. Oh. And the energy field of your heart, the electromagnetic magnetic energy field of the heart is 1,000 times more powerful than your brain waves. Oh, wow. And it show, they've done studies that show these energy waves, this energetic my, my electromagnetic energy field that comes specifically from your heart center. And when you're in person in contact with another person, how they overlap, there's this overlapping that happens and the feeding. And so it's beautiful to think of it from that sense too. And how we can give and we can receive. And there's times when we're in a space to give and other times in our space where I have nothing to give. Right. And that's okay. Mm. That's so good. It's okay because we don't have to give to be of worth. No. Yeah, right. Yeah, but it's okay to be the, ask yourself, hey, what can I give, right? What can I give from a heart-centered place? And maybe if that feels like breathing, (laughs) I can be breathing today. That's okay. Uh But you, it's obvious that you have been on a journey of healing. And so, yeah, would you share, share more about 
your journey of healing, how you felt led along and some of the things you've been led to in that? Well, in conjunction with that question and from where we just came with that previous conversation, a thought that came was I was led and felt a high importance to homeschool my kids. And right after that decision came and I found this homeschool group that was, it was a, they called it learning in light and it was a Christ-centered group. Mm. And, and then it came just shortly after that, my separation hit. And a part of the, being in that network of women and their whole idea was that, hey, if you have something to give back, if you're in a season of like, this is what I can give, I'm good. Or maybe you're in the middle of pregnancy or having going through a hard time, just show up. You don't have to do anything. So for that whole first year, it was so hard for me just to show up, mm. but I, it was also so freeing knowing all I have to do is show up. They don't expect anything from me. And I knew every week when I went, I was filled by these women watching my kids joyfully play outside. And that group was also turned into a monthly Christ-centered discussion group that still continues that I'm a part of. And just what I received from their strength has been a huge support for me in my life to hear their testimonies, to hear of their own struggles and how they are navigating them. And that reminder, it's like, wow, okay, if you can do it, I can do it. I can keep going. It's so important to take pause in our schedules to connect, Mm -hmm. to find that strength from other women to surround yourself with women who are so strong and riveted in their faith and testimony of Christ. Yes. And have, and are daily striving to strengthen that relationship with him and rely in their trust and faith in him. That is so huge. I just want to say amen to that. I totally agree with you. I am such a Oh, such a better, more whole person for my association with women. And like, I associate with women so much that when like the holiday comes and we all take a break, right? And I'm not associating with them. I can feel the way that makes me start feeling is like, and then when I get back to it, I'm like, yeah, this is powerful. And it, as you witness what's happening to you, as well as other women, and you can see very, just the very countenance of women change, the confidence in their hope and just their understanding of how much power they have and how it's always been there. And now there's this understanding of, okay, I I actually, I'm getting some fun ideas here, right? Because, yeah, we allow ourselves to accept our identity. And so much of that comes from this connection with other women introducing us to their voice and their story and their strength and their Christ-centered hearts. Yeah, it's beautiful. Thank you for that. So glad that you shared that. All right, so homeschooling, and I just want to keep going on your healing journey. Oh, thanks. My healing journey, 
as I looked back, as I've looked back on it, on that path, it has come as it's looked like me getting myself and my children ready for church every week. And on the weeks I don't want to, remembering back to a time riveted in my heart on my mission in Taiwan, seeing, hearing this woman bear her testimony. She had seven kids and she said how in that entire year, she and all seven of her kids were at church every week on time and they never missed one Sunday. And she said that she would fast and pray often that if they were sick, that they'd be healed by Sunday morning. She said, and they were like consistently. I was like, that woman has faith. (laughs) And I'm grateful for her example. My healing journey has looked like a commitment to go to the temple, making a regular commitment at times. It looked like monthly, other times it's been weekly and sticking to that commitment. A huge piece of my healing journey has been come in the shape of family history. I was blessed to go on a trip with my former in-laws, some of my former in-laws to Europe. And in the process, my former mother-in-law and I went to, were guided and went to this small town called Dabo, France. And I can't talk about it without being emotional, but in our two days there, we saw miracle after miracle and we had found a village full of our living ancestors. What? Yeah, and we connected and met with a 91-year-old woman who was a direct descendant, like connecting back and her daughter. And her daughter spoke enough English that we could get by. I don't speak French and they didn't speak English really, but we had enough to get by. And, And the women at the mayor's office where all the records were kept, they spent five hours of their workday, which is about their whole workday in, Fr- in France, mm-hmm. helping us find record after record of these family sheets. So then fast forward two years later, I was hit over the head one day. I had just watched a Joan of Arc documentary and I was like, hey, Lord, I will do whatever you need me to do. I want to be just like Joan of Arc. <laughs> and, and this is when I'm in the middle of my divorce proceedings and mm-hmm. and... I am anticipating a custody evaluation approaching. There's a lot of things. And it was, I was like, what do you need me to do? I'll do it. Yeah. And he's like, remember all those records you took pictures of that are still on your phone? It's like, I want you to have all of them done in a week. And I was like, uh-uh, come again? Like, <laughs> well, it was one of those, like, you're talking to me, right? <laughs> Don't you really like, remember I have kids too. And like, <laughs> I like, yeah. but then it was this like, I just asked for it. Like, I know that you'll strengthen me to do it. And that was the same weekend of conference weekend, that fall of 21. And I, so through the process of conference, grieving this last year of our separation slash divorce proceedings. And I made that promise with God. I was like, hey, I will do my very best. I, and I had, I started that night. That was a Friday night. I started that night. I stayed up late. I woke up early mm-hmm. and it was interesting to that Sunday night, my sister, I was living in her basement at the time. I lived there for a nine months period of time in transition. Yeah. And that was another big step in my healing, just being up there with them and their support. Anyway, she came down to me. She's like, she, I had the, a big feeling come to me that I'm supposed to offer to you to like, 
help tend your kids a lot this week. And she's like, and I like feel like we're supposed to go to the temple on Tuesday morning, do baptisms for the dead. By chance, do you have any names from like the stuff you've done? And I was like, yeah, actually, this is what I've already been working on this weekend. And this is what I've been feeling, experiencing. So separate of each other, we have these feelings. Wow. So anyways, over the next, I've turned into two weeks, like this deep dive where like she came like, so she's like, okay, get as many names as you can ready. I'll have my husband take three of my teenagers to the temple to do this work. And wow. anyway, so they went that morning. She's like, okay, well, I was there. I felt like we're, we scheduled the time in the afternoon. And both times they went, normally it was a five person limit. Both times there was no one in the baptistry and they were able to get like hundreds of names done like throughout that week. The course, they went like four times that week. And it was just this like miracle after miracle. And, and I finished that massive like family record sheet, like pages and pages and pages of this family from Dado, France. And then since then, there is a lot more work that I am still working on and do regularly work on and I'm guided to different lines at different times. But I have felt the power of these warrior angels. And as my friend Mary Phelps describes, like Shay, you can know that every time you do the genealogy work for anyone, whether it be someone in your direct family line or not, like they have become a part of your warrior team. They are angels who you can call on at any time by name. You know them and they know you and they love you and they will do your work for you. They will shield you. They will protect you. They will send them to go be with your children when they go with their dad or in their work goings. Send and like invite them to be with you to strengthen you on your hard days. To I ask them to be with me today. It's like, of course, this story is coming up. They're like, tell our story. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like a day where I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna, like, I'm exposing myself. Like, yeah. But I, <laughs> excuse me, I'm getting over a cold cough here. Anyways, there's like, I could go on and on about all the miracles that have came both during the trip and right after, like, the two months right after the trip, I invited all of my former in laws to pick a name from this like immediate family that we had found and over the next from like Thanksgiving through Christmas there's like a three four week window okay do all their work and then we're going to meet and do ceilings all together and we did it and it was so powerful and since then like beautiful times where even like my family members who are helping get their work done are like wow Shay I felt them so strongly and so tap into and even if you're like well I'm not doing family history well then open up your family search app or get one, download it, whatever it takes. It's easy. You can do it. I believe in you. I know those things can feel so hard sometimes too. And I hold space for that. Open it up, read your grandfather, great grandfather's stories. And that is powerfully opening them up into your life mm. to be with you, to tap into their desire to help you in this hard time or like open up your grandmothers. Like for a long time, I was like, I didn't want nothing to do with any man in any of my lines. <laughs> right. So go with the grandmas. They have just this loving, nurturing ability as we all share as women. So. Wow. That's fascinating to me to notice that you're 
just your spirit of forgiveness and connection to your in-laws, the former in-laws. That's fascinating to me. And I think people listening will notice that as well. Like, how did she do that? Right? You know, when it came, when it was like, do this, I was like, God, I already did a lot. Like, don't you remember all the work I did initially, right? When we got home from the trip, like this is pre-separation, you know? It's like, wasn't that enough? And he's like, no. And really through this process of doing it, of me saying yes, Mm. it was like, it was the healing bomb to my heart that came through these ancestors, through these people who have been waiting to make covenants with God. Mm. It came, it looked like a month after I did that initial deep dive of doing uh, 21 of doing, finding these people or I mean, entering their names and doing their work. Well, I was sitting in nursery with my youngest at the, that like on a Sunday and just journaling. And all of a sudden it was like, go visit your mother-in-law. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, we've had no contact in over a year. Like, wow. And I was like, Hey, do I let her know I'm coming? No. All right. What day, what time? And it came clear. Okay. October 17th. It was a Sunday afternoon. Wow. And I was like, okay. And as soon as I op- like opened up my calendar on my phone and saw the date, I knew it was two years exactly to the date that we were in Davos, France together. Just she and I, and this daughter who I was in nursery with, who was then only five months old. Wow. And anyway, so I made her a promised scrapbook of our trip that I promised her right after yeah. our time there. And I went like fasting and praying and I had asked for these Dabo angels to go and surround her and prepare this week leading up to it. And our reunion was beautiful and it was healing and it was connecting and it was a big piece of just letting go of saying, I love you. Thank you for all you've given me. Wow. And so that was a big piece. It was powerful as my oldest just turned eight this last December and she was baptized in January. And again, I was calling on these angels, these Dabo angels to come and be with us. And it was just beautiful as it was the first time both of our families had seen each other in three years had been ever connected and there was naturally tension leading up to it and just the unknown of how this will all shake out (laughs) ultimately showing up for the baptism to support the daughter Um, but it turned out to be a beautiful experience and my daughter radiated and I knew she was protected and shielded and filled with that love and the joy of that sacred ordinance and there was that extra layer of power from these ancestors. Wow. I'm noticing something about you that I'm curious about, that it's, you know, the way that you receive impressions and personal revelation. I wonder, how did you get good at that? Right? That's something mm-hmm. a lot of women are like, how in the world did she know the date? Right? Of when she should do that. Right. So I just think a lot of us are trying to figure out that that initiative that President Nelson asked us all to really take to heart, which is, you know, learn how you receive personal revelation, because our very survival in these last days are dependent on personal revelation. And so I've just heard you 
mentioned several little things that I thought, okay, I need to ask her about personal revelation, how she came to <laughs> learn how she received that. I would like to credit it to years of journaling initially, like, and off, uh, for a long time of like, even in those many years of like questioning my intuition of like, well, I felt really good about marrying this person, but now I don't trust myself because I didn't think it was going to turn out this way. That means I must be wrong. I don't trust myself. And for years, that was my story. <laughs> and if you're there, excuse me, if you're in that space, like keep trusting God, just keep showing up for your kids and for yourself and keep journaling, journal everything, the good, the bad, the ugly. Mm. It's powerful. And it's been powerful for me to look back on and be like, wow, oh, this was my reality. Mm. Or wow, look, like, look what I was wanting and look what I did create. But in answer to your question, Mr. Story, this last fall, I I was attending the Life After Divorce Conference at BYU. Okay. And um, the very last speaker was Sister Alberto, Alberta, yeah. in the like really sidey presidency, right? Or something. Yeah. She's an yeah. amazing woman. Mm-hmm. So this is after like two full days of like person after person, like talking, like motivational. You're like, oh, okay, I'm on overload. Like my brain, like can't take anymore. Right. And I honestly entered that. I'm like, I know her talks me amazing, but like, God, I don't have anything else to absorb. So just, I'm in a journal. I'm just going to write, help me to not write what she is saying and help it to be my thoughts only. Like, and knowing it's trusting that my thoughts are from you. Mm. Trusting that whatever thought comes is from you. As she started into her speech or talk, I had a memory flashback of my, from when I was on my mission, sitting across the desk of this woman who was married to a sex addict, had children with their own addiction and was going through cancer, had just been diagnosed with cancer. I don't remember what type of cancer because I didn't understand it in Chinese. (laughs) But I knew it was cancer. Yes. And I remember in that moment being like, I don't know how to help her. And all I could think of was like, let's sing hymns. Like, I don't know what to say to her. My, like, I can't communicate in Chinese yet. Like I'd only been on island six months, maybe a little longer, but either way, it's just, it was hard. (laughs) And in my flashback that day as I sat in this conference was like, I know what she needs. All she needed was a hug. Like granted the power of the music that day was powerful. Yeah. We sang some really powerful hymns and we wept together. And I know I did hug her that day, but it's like, I see you. It's like, I want to see that woman again. I see you. I can hug you. Mm. Anyways, as I sat through the remainder of that Sister Berto's talk, I all of a sudden it came clear. Do a retreat this summer for women. I was like, okay, I could do that for like single moms. And then it was like, no. For single moms and their kids. And I was like, <laughs> like all of this was like, really God? Like, did I just write that down? Did I really just have that thought? Are you sure that was my thought? Not your thought. Like, <laughs> wow. but I wrote it trusting that is his thought. And it has, it is happening. 
and it's evolved to being a retreat for women, for mothers and their children, specifically for women in struggling marriages, for women who are separated or going through divorce or are divorced. Wow. And it's this July 20th through 22nd up in Paris, Idaho, just north of Bear Lake. I know you're invited. It's limited to about 15 to 20 women. Mm. We will be tenting. So in tents, we'll have our tents rounded in a circle, like circling the wagons. Yes. And we'll be doing some workshops, going to spend a beach day at Bear Lake. Mm. We'll be doing a pioneering adventure, pushing hand carts. A hand cart was like unique little family unit anyway so how did I learn to receive revelation it began through my journaling it began by just trusting as I learned from others like trust that the thoughts that come are from God and I would just say okay God and I set that intention I'm going to trust that whatever comes to mind is from you and it also started in the form of years ago when let me pause when I was in my like deep pieces of stuff a great tool suggestion that I learned from this friend Mary Phelps she taught me about writing letters to God okay as I you know heard from many sources now I know it's not unique to her and (laughs) but I now I call it prayer journaling and you know dear God pour out my heart and I just write, 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 write. Yes. That's some days. Other days it's, dear God, what do I need to know? Or what do I need to feel? What do I need to do? And then I'd write, dear Shay, like, okay, I'm writing as though it's you talking to me and trusting. Yeah. It's looked like every time I go to the temple, I have a journal that I keep in my temple bag. And when I get into my locker right after, I just jot down my thoughts I had during my time there. Mm. Or in I've heard people do it in their car right after. I like to do it while I'm right there, then and there, because I know as soon as I like change, get my phone out, like, I'm off. Like, <laughs> goodbye, thank you. But it's just that accountability of like, okay, I'm writing this down and I'll go back and sometimes I'm like, dang, I really I forgot about that. Mm. Or I could see how if I had done that, maybe it would have helped the situation. Or, wow, I did that. I'm like, look, this is what happened. Wow. So it's those little steps of pausing in your day, whether it be little things of call this person, go do this small thing, go run this errand in the process, who's running into someone else or who. Mm. Yeah. So good. So it's what I'm hearing you say is personal revelation came because you found like a special spiritual language in writing and journaling. Writing, journaling, yeah. And then my Native American flute playing, Uh I picked that up. That was summer of 21. And it was something I wanted to do since I was young. But I finally gave myself permission and did it. Yeah, like the expressing myself. But the revelation, because as I play, it clears my mind and I get ideas. And I trust that those ideas are revelation. Mm. Like, I just, it's that like, okay, God, even if, and then at deep down, I might start questioning like, okay, is that my thought God's thought? And I just go with them. Like, I'm just trusting that because of my covenants and my like honest effort to keep my covenants, that these are all from God. 
because he promises us as we remember him, as we keep our covenants, we have angels to surround us and protect us. And so I'm just moving forward as if, and if I make a mistake along the way, at least I'm moving. Mm, that's so good. That's so good. And you know, isn't that what we were taught it's over and over again, right? It's all, all good things come from God. Mm -hmm. right? And so are you moving in a good direction? Even if you're like, that is kind of scary. That probably wasn't really real. Do you know what I mean? But to just see like, well, what's my first step forward, like toward that and then start moving. Uh, I think not only do we start trusting our personal revelation more, but ourselves more, right? Like I can trust that I'm not going to die doing this. I can trust that I'm going to live through something scary and it'll be okay. And, and that God's led me to that little thing and this little thing. And, oh, I love how you taught us to trust our thoughts when we're, you know, with intention expressing, I guess, expressing our intention to God that you are, you're going to assume every thought that you think in this space that you're putting some intention around is from him and trusted, you know, he's hearing and helping and answering your very prayers. And granted, yes, and granted those mornings when I wake up in the negative spin out cycles, I'm like, oh, this is a nice start to my day. I'm like, well, I'm not going to trust those thoughts, <laughs> you right. know, like honoring that I need to get clear. I need to maybe get up and do some jungle jacks, do some yoga, like go for a walk or yeah. read some scriptures, whatever it is to shift. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so good. Oh, so it's so neat to notice. Yeah, I want to go back and mention that the name of that retreat for mothers and children is the Asked for Healing, right? Yes, yeah. Okay, that's really neat. And did you say only 15 people can go or only 15 moms can go? Yeah, limited to 15 to 20 okay. mothers. And then like assuming with your children. Yes, wow. And it doesn't matter how old your kids are? Nope. Okay. That's really sweet. I mean, not adult children. Yeah. Like once they're adults, then we'll limit it to that. But yeah, for sure through high school age. Yeah. We have activities for them planned as well. Wow. And when you say we, do you have people you're working with on it? Yes. Yeah. Other mothers and their kids. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's such a neat service. I remember being in that space myself and feeling so isolated and so not a part of important things that I had always had my mind on, you know, that success looks like this, a happy family looks like this, me following Jesus Christ and doing, keeping the commandments looks like checking all these really important boxes. And so in my own life, when that shifted and I found myself in a place of I'm a single mom and I'm here, you know, wondering where do I fit? Where do I belong? And I didn't live close to any family. And so it was just really just me in this space. And so it was very, that's just such a sweet gift to give to women who are going through a situation like that and honoring that experience that it is unique and that 
you know, and then to have something that's a, a retreat, a support that has meaning and can put some, I don't know, it's so cool, even in our heart, when we realize that there's a purpose to this pain, mm-hmm. like there's some, there's some objective going on here. I don't understand it all, but because God's in it and through it, I think something amazing is going to happen here. And so that's, that's creating a space for just that. Those people that you're serving right there that will empower that thought so much so neat yeah because that can be a really disempowering place i love that well i just want to mention by name all the wonderful things you're doing the one that i saw when i when someone told me hey go look it's it's called grounding to grow yoga and i was like what's that it sounds like something new over there I think we need to do a podcast. That was the only hint I got was, well, that's a new thing in in Worth. And I have a podcast where I tell people about lots of things. I'm going to see if they want to talk about that. So, oh, it's such a delight to notice. You're about so many other things than grounding and yeah, grounding to grow yoga. Yeah. So that one, my neck, I started one in January. It's a seven week course that's ending next week. And then the next one starts March 7th. Again, a seven-week course. There's no class April 4th. That's the week of spring break here. That's why it's offered online and in person. The online class, it's every Tuesday. The online class is from 6 to 7 p.m. Mountain Time. And the in-person class is from 7.30 to 8.30 Mountain Time. There are only two spots left in the in-person class. And then I'm also offering another, a group coaching course through Worth. Mm -hmm. And it's surrounded by the will of life or focused on the will of life. And we'll be diving into six broad areas of life that include physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, social, financial. Mm -hmm. And, and that class is for women only. So is my grounding to grow. It's women only. Oh, and my grounding to grow. We, I teach somatic tools for working through trauma. It's a focus on healing the nervous system. A lot of breath work. We'll do meditation along with the yoga poses. I'll also be playing my live Native American flute and drums. (laughs) And then in the little life group coaching, it's specific for women who have in the past or currently dealing with betrayal trauma from a past or current partner from sex addiction. And that one begins March 14th. And that's, that begins, but registry registration closes on March 7th for that one. Wow. And is that limited to how many can come in two? Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> I'm getting the two. I, I, I know. The two I was just so thinking, close. I think I said, I think I read seven. Yes, that's right. That Thank a, you. Oh, yeah. Yes. Seven right. women. Registration closes March 7th. And registration includes a one-on-one coaching session with me prior to the start of class and in the six group coaching sessions. So it's six weeks on Tuesdays from 12 to 1 p.m. Mountain Time. 
And a year ago, speaking of personal revelation, I was cleaning my kitchen, listening to one of Emily Bell Freeman's Inklings Institute classes and her guest speaker she had on that day as she was sharing her story of infertility and how, where that's led her in her life as she's now a coach and has dived into other things. Mm -hmm. This, like the spirit clearly was like a voice, there's a thought, like really it's a thought, like this clear thought came in just is like you're gonna do that someday just with a different focus because I haven't struggled with infertility and and I remember that came I was just like I swear word came into mind excuse my language I was like hell no <laughs> like and slash I was looking over my shoulder being like who are you talking to that's not me wow. like there is no way like at that point I was in this like I was in such a stuck space That was January of 22. Wow. I was in the middle of our custody evaluation. I was so stuck on like, what do I say? What do I share? Like this deep desire to protect my children. And, but yeah, it was this like deep, deep, deep inner knowing of like, crap, I know it's right. But I don't have to think about it yet. Right. (laughs) But then over the course of the next several months, I get these little tiny, like, little droplets of like, remember that? Mm-hmm. And then at the worst retreat last summer mm-hmm. of 22, I, it was just so clear. Like I went on a mountain bike ride where we had some free time and journaled, play my flute. And it was just like, this is what you do. And I got clear on like, like what I'd want to call it. I knew I needed to jump into a coaching course sometime in the near future. Wow. And in the process of talking to some of the other coaches who were present there, I was led to my trauma-informed coaching course that I did last fall and just completed a couple weeks ago. Mm. And I can say I'm a certified trauma-informed coach and I hope to, I plan to focus on betrayal trauma and in supporting women and work towards getting my ABSATS training Wow. So I'm really excited about it and I feel really passionate about it and as an avenue to help women along in their healing. And and that's why I'm offering all these things. And I know each of these offerings have come as those thoughts and I know they're from God. And I know that I know that each woman who joins these groups and these by these groups, I mean, any of the groups I'm offering, including mothers to know worth any other group like any connection or any person or a modality of healing of whether it be I need to go see my OBGYN and get an annual physical like if that's your step in your healing go do it or wow I learned about this person who does foot zoning like go do it or oh I need to go do mothers who know like that is just calling my name go do it mm-hmm. And know you're welcome to join my stuff. Like, yes. but I love you either way, whether you do or don't. Like, it's just out there. Know those who are led to it will be the ones who need me and I need them. And yes. we learn together and heal together on our spiral journey of healing. Like, think of a spiral upward. We have our negative spiral outings. Yes. Those frequently for me <laughs> some days. And, but our healing journey is just that. It's a journey. It's a constant drawing near to God ultimately because Christ is the one who heals I know he's the one who's healed me my healing has looked like many priesthood blessings it's looked like 
many text messages to people like, I need your prayers today. Will you pray for me for this X, Y, Z, or even one thing, or just, will you pray for me? I'm having a hard day. It's looked like lots of Marco Polo hours. Mm. It's looked like connection I found with my family, with other friends, at different times and spaces. Mm. It's looked like some random person, I don't know who, who started dropping off turkey feathers November of 2020. (laughs) And they didn't know that my former spouse had just filed and I just been served papers. Like... And so I got the 12 days of Thanksgiving and it built, created a turkey with feathers as gratitude of gratitude. Like every day was be grateful for this. And I was like, how did they know? Wow. <laughs> it brought so much joy to my kids and to me, just this like hope of like, okay, like we can do this. <laughs> Amazing. And so just trusting and knowing that God's there and he shows his face and his hands in the arms of those who loves that, love us and are there willing to hug us, even if we're not ready to be hugged <laughs> mm-hmm. or to serve us in ways mm-hmm. that we need at given times. Oh, it's so good. It's like evidence of God's hand in our life comes when we have thoughts and then have a, a yes, right? I think that the promises, like, it's no different than like the law of tithing. He'll pour out the blessings on you. The windows of heaven will open. There are countless blessings. Claim the blessings. They're there. Call on your angels. They're there. Like live as though the blessings are around you and surround you and your family and your home. Wow. Your space, whatever, whatever space, your room, whatever you're living in. Yeah, that's so good. I'm so grateful for your encouragement that's empowering to help everybody, including me and all of you ladies and people listening out there just to to consider how important it is to allow ourselves to to feel God's love, to hear him, to it's just I keep thinking of letting God prevail and hear him from President Mm -hmm. Nelson, right? Mm-hmm. I just, you know, when you, you can hear things like that, and then the spirit teaches us along our way as we listen to this podcast, for instance, right? It's kind of a, now I'm getting some information from the spirit about how I can start considering how do I hear him? What do, what, what do I do to allow him to prevail? Because just you encouraging everybody to just Go start your healing journey, whether it's the gynecologist or drink more water, whatever you're going to do, just mm-hmm. it's important. And it's this connection thing that you pointed us to before we started our meeting. Yes, so beautiful. So just know that, yeah, this retreat, the Asked for Healing retreat for mothers and their children, Wheel of Life group coaching. So, and it's all about the circle of life. The wheel of life. The wheel yeah. of life. Mm-hmm. All about the wheel of life and all these important areas in our life. Native American flute circle. That sounds so cool. I think I might need to come to that. And then the fact that you're doing this grounding to grow yoga online. That's fun. And the time you said, I was like, 
I gotta check my calendar. That actually might be fun for me to try that. So, yeah, because so many things, but you are located in the Caseville Bountiful area of Utah, right? Mm -hmm. Like, well, where is she? Okay. And you wanna be Yeah, sure? I live in Caseville. Okay. So, listeners, you wanna be sure to look at the show notes because we're gonna have all of the information in there for you and how you can connect with Shay and you know get registered for those things or just reach out to her and ask her more questions questions you have but yeah you're such a beautiful resource so glad you're here before we started our recording i asked shay i just always ask people at the beginning is there something like just really grounding and important to you that you want to get across today and and yeah shay talked about divine identity she talked about our relationship with God. And then you said, talked about grace and how real grace is. And you said the word allow. And I think I'm just going to let you end there telling us a little bit more about those things. Will that, will that work for you? Yeah. I have a short story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like January of 2021. And my former spouse had sent a 17-page document rewriting my history and who I was in every shape and form and every crevice and had a tap specifically my motherhood and each one of my births and my miscarriage wow. and threatening to like share pictures that were really sacred to me. And I was coming down to the wire. I had to write a response back for the court. And one night I just collapsed on my knees. I was like, God, I need to know what to say. I feel so stuck. I feel shredded in like my core, who I am. And, and I, I had my scriptures in front of me. And I was like, I'm going to open my scriptures. And I need to see like immediately an answer. I can't wait. And so I finished my prayer and I opened up knowing that there would be something. And I opened to Jeremiah chapter one, the words, sorry, verse four mm -hmm. says, the word of the Lord came unto me saying, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee and I ordained thee. And then in response, he, in verse seven, you know, he's already saying, I can't speak. I'm a child. Like, that was me. I'm like, I can't speak. I'm stuck. <laughs> right. And verse seven, the Lord came unto me saying, or said unto me, say not, I am a child for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Be not afraid of their faces for I am with thee to deliver thee. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth and said unto me, behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. And if you jump down to verse 17 through 19, mm. he says, thou therefore gird up thy loins and arise and speak unto them all. I command thee, be not dismayed at their faces, lest I confound thee before them. For behold, I have made thee this day a defense city. So think again, all those angels as your defense, an iron pillar walls against the whole land. Therefore, against the princes thereof, the priests thereof, against all the people, and they shall fight against thee. There will be a fight. 
Mm. But they shall not prevail against thee. For I am with thee, saith the Lord, to deliver thee. This scripture has become my peace, my treasure. Like, and it was as I navigated several hearings, as anytime I come across something that felt hard, felt scary, I turn back to these words and trust in them and move forward, knowing that he was there, knowing that as I would show up, he was there to support me or knowing in my days of just, I don't want to get out of bed. Like, okay, arise, like I'm here. I'm going to fight your battles like he does. And so I send those things with each of you women as a prayer of strength for each of you in the battles you are facing today and the battles that will come tomorrow because they will come and they'll come for me. Yeah. And know that as we keep rising up and trusting that he's there. Thank you so much, Shay. Thank you for listening. As you can see, we are very enlisted in what we have learned and hope to teach. If you have found today's message inspiring, please share this podcast with family and friends so others can enjoy and be edified along with us. Be sure to download the free book that holds all the core principles behind what we teach. This book is called Like Dragons Did They Fight. You will find a link for that free download at Like Dragons Free. And remember, you can find all the life-changing resources, programs, and trainings needed for you and your family at lifechangingservices.org.